Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Oh, here we go. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're on to the tutelage of our general manager. Now I'm torn between inevitable rioters and Vladimir Putin. As uh, Putin has amassed an enormous military uh, machine at the border of Ukraine, and it ain't for practice. I think there's some wild days to come on Europe, uh, the European continent. I'm yeah, glad I'm was, not a Ukrainian. I was just reading the New York Times article about that. There's somewhere between eighty and 150,000 troops there, depending on who you ask. Enormous numbers of tanks and aircraft and uh, mechanized rifle units and all sorts of stuff. Something's up. Yeah, an invasion. There's only one question around that, though. <clears throat> How do we react to it? Nobody knows the answer to that. I'm not sure the president himself knows the answer to that. Strong statements and significant sanctions. Guaranteed. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't I don't know what the right... This is what you get paid for when you're president. John F. Kennedy once said behind closed doors during the Cuban Missile Crisis, when it comes right down to it, who gives an... S what the minimum wage is. This is the real problem. Hmm. To that effect. Mm. Um, yeah, th- those are the, the real big stakes. Man, you can have all your conversations about um, uh, gender-neutral drone names came out of the government <laughs> yesterday. Er, so we start stop using the term manned or unmanned drone, for instance. That's not going to be used anymore. You can, you can talk all you want about those kind of conversations, but... Uh, whether or not to say to Russia, as Senator Tom Cotton is saying, Senator Tom, Senator Tom Cotton yesterday came out and said President Biden needs to say specifically, if China moves on Taiwan, we will come to Taiwan's defense. If Russia moves on the Ukraine, we will move, we'll come to Ukraine's defense. Hmm. Is that the right thing to do? I don't know. That might be the way you start World War III. Maybe it's not a good idea. Might be the way you prevent it. Might be the way you prevent it. I have no idea. If Britain and France had moved on Hitler after his first incursion into the uh, Sudetenland, or the, uh, what do you call it, that part of France, the, uh, yeah, Eastern France, we'll just let it go. Um, yeah, it would have uh, prevented World War II in all likelihood. So who knows? But, uh, yeah, that's, those are some big decisions. I was just listening to a um, breakdown of the Los Angeles is announcing their city budget today. They're going to spend a billion dollars on the homeless problem. Much of it COVID money. Like, is that what, I don't know. what COVID money was supposed to be for? Oh, I see. Like the, the federal COVID yeah. money. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So taxpayers and uh, all kinds of other states. So there's city money, state money, and federal money. So all kinds of taxpayers outside of Los Angeles are uh, paying for this, but a billion dollars on the whole homeless situation. 
Yeah, I do want to talk about that. I saw how Dr. Drew, uh, Drew Pinsky, had uh, been nominated to serve on one of your area homeless commissions to try to get a handle on the situation. And his thing is, look, it's substance abuse and mental health. It's not a lack of apartments, okay? Stop putting the accent on that. Well, there is such a hue and cry that anybody with a different point of view could possibly offer it. He's just an addiction medicine specialist. How would he know if addiction were a part of this? Exactly. No, 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 no. You must go with the single explanation, the single point of view, or you will be forbidden. And sure enough, they were forced to withdraw his nomination. Too really? controversial. Really? Yeah. Yep. yeah, I heard this story presented the billion dollars. It's finally uh, an opportunity to deal with the high cost of housing in Los Angeles. Yeah. I suppose maybe there are some people that when rent gets high, they become homeless. I've never known anybody who would do that. Or when rent gets high, they become a crack addict. Well, honey, we just can't afford this anymore. Let's light up the devil's dingus and smoke some crack. Uh, time out. Hmm. What? What did you? Uh, <laughs> you, you dropped a term in there that. Uh, well, that's uh, uh, all aback. Do I need well, to go to Urban Dictionary for this? That's it's uh, that was a, a a cleansed version of uh, of uh, the description of a crack pipe. Hmm. I, I think dwelling on it is probably not a great idea. When you were uh, when you were on the streets, or when, when is that a popular statement now? Or I uh, I have a great deal of knowledge on the topic. I okay. study I study the world. You remember that used to be our slogan: <laughs> study the world. That was a good one. Yeah, thank you, Michael. So we'll talk about all those things, and obviously, at any moment, the jury could come back with their decision in the Derek Chauvin trial. I thought it was interesting that the, they announced yesterday that if the trial comes back in the afternoon, they'll hold it until the next morning. Right. Because they think it's less likely they the, the, there'll be mayhem they can't control during the day and in the light. And it'll give they, them a little more time to get everybody uh, uh, to DEFCON 1 and right. up to, you know, in their protective posture. One more, thought, one more thought on the L.A. thing. You guys distracted me with your uh, your shock at my street language. You distracted um, yeah, us. It's our fault. Yeah, it's yes. our fault. Yes, it is. Why don't you grow up? You bring genitalia into the conversation, and it's our fault. Why don't you grow up and face the reality on the streets? So Dr. Drew, who says this is primarily a mental health and addiction problem, gets thrown off the panel. But whoever's advocating that half a million dollar per unit for apartments idea, they're still, you know, up top. They're still making the decisions. Unfriggin' believable. Yeah. Well. Um, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. That's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. I'm sorry, technical director, who presses buttons, flips, toggles, pulls, and levers. How are you this morning, Mike? I'm doing okay. Um, you know, it had been about, let's say, 1993, 1995. So about, I don't know, 25, 26 years since I've played video games. And yesterday I played uh, NBA, you know, the video version of of the NBA game, NBA 2K. Mm. Halftime score fifty two thirteen. I've got some work to do. Wow! But you were on the you were on the short end of that. Stick. I was on the short end oh, of that, man. Sean. It's all about ball movement, Michael. We may need to get an eighty style training montage going where I come over and we work out some of the uh, the fundamentals. <laughs> da, yeah. Da. My shooting was off a bit. Yeah, I couldn't shoot, Sean. So I just saw up on the screen that uh, today begins Taurus season. I know your birthday was last week, so what are you, Michael? Aries. You're an Aries. Yeah, okay. just barely make it. Taurus begins today. What is this, 1973? Are we seriously talking about the, the Zodiac? Well, out in the newsroom, they've got a chart with all the signs, and every day they update it as to, um, it's like, 
favorite things or things that go with these signs, like the drink you, your favorite coffee drink if you're this sign, your favorite color if you're this sign, your okay. favorite kind of music if you're this sign. In case you don't know, <laughs> I guess, or or if you're doing oh, it wrong, that's my favorite music. Oh, if you're doing it wrong, you can correct yourself. These yes. are from the people who grew up with the which Harry Potter uh, magic school are you <laughs> yeah. a part of? Right, so yeah, they, they like go. they like assigning these things to these sort of. Things. I'm a Pisces and a Slytherin. That's what I am. There's Positive Sean, who smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, I um, Well, I learned some technology news today that, frankly, has me terrified. I'm going to share a brief audio clip describing what this is. I do not anticipate you being able to talk me off of my terror, but at least this way I will no longer be scared alone. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you what we're doing with animals. We can go in with a laser and we can essentially read his mind. We know what he's watching from reading the activity of the neuron. And then comes the next step in which we go in with a second laser and we turn on these neurons in the visual cortex of the mouse. And the mouse thinks that he sees what we're putting in. In other words, we're putting in an artificial image and the mouse behaves as if he's seen this artificial hallucination. Oh, we can do this with mice today. This will be possible to do with humans in the future. Okay. Good wow. Morning. Have fun okay. sleeping the next month. Yeah. That, so well, that's if you the... want to like uh, drive somebody completely insane, you can do it probably in a, the space of a couple of minutes, or turn them into a Winter Soldier, or whatever you're going to do. Uh, that's the end of humanity right there. To be fair uh, to this gentleman who does sound like a James Bond villain, his point of view is we need to get ahead of this with regulation and come up with some agreements that we don't, yeah, et cetera, say, et cetera. China's so, not going to agree to that. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Signed, Xi Jinping. Now, on the reading the minds of the pets, I can already do that. I look at my pugs. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I think I'll lay over there. I'm tired. I'm hungry. But the putting... Is it stuffy in here? Yeah, but... <laughs> Anybody else's allergies bothering them? Um... But uh, putting, you know, thoughts in their minds with images, that's uh, that's ter- oh. terrifying. We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah, that's like out of uh, one of your, your wacky, uh, scary movies. I mean, having visions of tigers coming at you constantly or murderers with axes or, or God knows what horrible specter. I, wow. I said this to the uh, when I read the stories of uh, Japan looking to dump some uh, radioactive water into the ocean. I said this to the people doing this. Please watch more movies. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Tuesday, April 20th, 420. I saw armed guards outside the pot stores yesterday as they're preparing for the lines. Oh, boy. Uh, yes, we can talk more about that later. It's 420, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Let's begin now officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. The show begins at Mark. Lucifer in the flesh. <laughs> The most miserable son of a bitch I ever had to deal with. That's John wow. Boehner still making the rounds, referring to Ted Cruz. <laughs> most miserable SOBs ever had to deal with. Yeah, wow, wow. <laughs> and it's it was so great as it's working for both of them. You know, Cruz is like, oh, yeah, the ultimate swamp yep. creature. He doesn't yep. like me and my sure. revolutionary brand of something or other. Exactly, yeah, it, it helps everyone. Really. Facial hair growth, I'm assuming, from his recent pics. <laughs> And um, <laughs> uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's good. It's solid. Oh yeah. Have you heard any um, uh, trial experts predict when they think the jury will come back? Or 
No, no, that is that is impossible to predict. Okay. I have heard uh, actually a good friend, a good and learned friend of ours who's watched every minute of the thing has a very strong opinion yeah. on what's going to happen. And I think he's right. Okay. Share that with you. Uh, all on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Major California city added to the list of uh, places, I think they're all in California, that have uh, passed a a law they will build no more gas stations. Oh, how enlightened. Yeah, I know. So, uh, that's sort of nonsense. (laughs) More of that sort of nonsense. Um, a New York parent from a very expensive private school, uh, like grade school, high school, one of those, pre-college, um, on uh, why they pulled their kids out of school. And it's really an interesting letter about how crazy woke has gone in this. Yeah, I saw references to that, and I want to hear it. Great. It's pretty good. Yeah, terrific. Uh, a lot of great stuff, including... An incredibly entertaining look at Robert De Niro's divorce, believe it or not. So we've got to decide, do we do a one-hour tribute to Walter Mondale or a two-hour tribute? We'll have to decide on that because he he died yesterday. Well, I've, I, I wrote a, a Mondale song that's 20 minutes long. It's kind of a ballad. It's a I, Dylan-esque uh, ballad, so yeah, I'm thinking two hours. I did a 6,000-word introduction for Substack. I haven't finished. <laughs> Well, that's a moving tribute, I'm sure. Mailbag. Your freedom-loving quotes of the day from Oliver Wendell Holmes, Jr., because I can't just pick one. Oh, Jack, it includes yet another uh, word that some may be shocked uh, by, but it's an, it's an old-timey word and a, a great word. That word is cocksure, as in uh, like a rooster. Well, you're dancing on the edge today. No, nah, it's it's a common expression. No, it, it means it? rooster. You're like a is you're like it? a proud little rooster. Yes, certitude is not the test of certainty. We have been cocksure of many things that were not so. I heard it put another way. I don't recall who said it, but the moment you lose the feeling of "but I might be wrong," you become a bad person, or something like that. Hmm. Uh, one more quote. From Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr., which is harder to say than it looks. Uh, and this it's a similar quote, really. Young man, the secret of my success is that at an early age I discovered I was not God. Hmm. That's a good way to be. Good way to be. Moving along to the correspondence properly, how do we ever get a fair trial? writes Jonathan. While listening to your hour yesterday, I find myself questioning how we can ever guarantee a fair, fair trial, given the current vitriol in our social discourse. At the Chauvin trial, how can it not be weighing on every juror's mind that their name will be made public eventually? And if they make the wrong decision, they could end up being doxxed, losing their job, or suffering any number of other results from cancel culture. I own a business, I have a family, I have a life I'm pretty fond of. And if I'd been selected for a high-profile jury like that, you'd better believe I'd be questioning what a decision does to my life. Are there protections in place to deal with this obvious problem? If everybody in the jury room was learning a, leaning a certain, a certain way, and I'm kind of not exactly there, but if we go the other direction, 
my name gets out, that could be bad news. I could see how that would influence you. If that is a factor at all in any juror's decision, the system has failed. And I can almost guarantee that it is. How could it not be? Right. They should have been sequestered and protected and everything. I fault the judge. Although the judge came out strong yesterday, he blasted Maxine Waters, which gave me a great glee. More on that utterly horrible human being to come. Let's see. Paolo writes, you guys have pointed out more than once that crimes against Asians, contrary to the popular narrative, are mostly not committed by white people, but hate crimes in general. They surely are the purview of white people and the progeny of white supremacy. We all know that, right? So I set out to prove it. The uh, most recent FBI hate crime statistics report was, uh, imagine my surprise to find out that whites are underrepresented as hate crime offenders relative to the representation in the population. Damn! My intent isn't to point out any other groups as evil, evil hate crimers, only to point out that, contrary to the popular narrative, white people are not the movers and shakers when it comes to hate crimes. Despite these facts, I'd likely risk being called out as a racist if I expressed this view in polite company and assured that racism is rampant in the country and the source of all ills, etc., etc. Yeah. I might agree, actually. We just differ on who the racists are. <laughs> That's a good point. Thank you for a thought-provoking note. Uh, we're kind of out of time-ish. Uh, here is uh, James who uh, says it's atrocious, almost infuriating how many people I grew up with are, are preaching communistic values. They become radicalized lefty, mostly educated young women. More on that to come. So John Boehner's got that new book out. He was a former Speaker of the House. He went on Colbert. Colbert gave him ten names that he wanted to react to off the top of his head. It's pretty entertaining. Armstrong and Getty. Kelly Osborne has relapsed after four years of sobriety. Full team coverage to come. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I tweeted out another now hiring sign last night. I think I might start taking pictures every time I see one and tweet it out. That'll be a lot because practically everywhere I go, he's got a help wanted now hiring sign prominently displayed. This is a weird recession slash depression in which we're pumping out trillions of dollars because to help people who are hurting will you compassionless conservative what's the matter with you it's just it's it's complicated we've got more info information on that coming up later from some smart people but man once you start uh once the government starts jerking around with the uh, the free market there's so many other parts that get flipped out of gear and oh, how you yeah. get how you get it back all in sync again i don't know how that happens and how long it takes Anywho, well, those who would have it out of sync to their benefit will work for the rest of their lives to make sure we can't do that. Right. And again, that's why you can't give them the power even temporarily. You fools. fools. Um, obviously, if the, if we get the everybody's going to get a ding on their phone at some point in the next week or so. Jury has come to a decision verdict to be announced in one hour or something like that. So but when, when that happens, we'll let you know. We'll know exactly when you know, probably. But um, <laughs> if you get news alerts at all. So John Boehner, former Speaker of the House uh, under Obama, uh, he in Bush, I believe, uh, has a book out. 
And I've been reading it, and it's kind of interesting. I wish he'd have left out the kid about stuff about... I wish all biographies would leave out the childhood. That's a law I would like passed. Leave the childhood out of all biographies. Unless it had some significance to the, the, the man, but unless you're, like, eaten by an alligator or your, your grandfather, I don't know, if, was an axe murderer. Right. If you want to include a specific insta- instance that has to do with how you then won World War II or yes. something, yeah. that's fine. But other than that, I'm just not interested. I'm sure it's interesting to you. It was your childhood. But anyway, so uh, John Boehner, uh, he was on Stephen Colbert the other night, and uh, um, uh, they talked about the book a little bit, and then they came back from the break, and Stephen Colbert decided to do this thing where he throws out ten different names, and John Boehner's supposed to react very quickly. You know that game? Is there yeah, a, of is course. Is there a name for that? Uh, There's got to be a, like a psychological name, like Rorschach test or something, for this. Tell me the first thing you think of. Yeah. That's uh, the only, you know reference i've ever heard it's pretty good though anyway here it goes what we'll discuss throughout i'd like to do a quick speed round of (laughs) of your reaction sure to a few people in washington dc okay john can i have a sip first sure i'll i'll refresh over here too yeah you gotta i'll reinforce something you're just gonna act like it all right (laughs) so i thought i really like that part because that as a guy who's a real drinker that was a real drinker john boehner Noticing a fake drinker, Stephen Colbert, who had a glass on his desk and was pretending he was drinking along. You gonna drink that, or are you just gonna pour that, or are you just gonna look at it? <laughs> wow, that's that what you do. One drinking man. When you're a real drinker, you notice those sorts of things. Wow. <laughs> anyway, speed round. A quick reaction, briefly, pithily, and unvarnished. Mike Pence. Uh good guy. Really good guy. Solid Christian. We go to different churches. Newt Gingrich. Uh, a great leader. A little crazy at times, but a great leader. Uh, megalomaniac uh, person. Mitch McConnell. Uh, stealth Vader. <laughs> what do you think of that? Stealth Vader. Oh, oh, I, I misunderstood what he said. Stealth Vader. I mentioned That's yesterday good. that in the book he uh, calls Mitch McConnell one of the smartest people in Washington, D.C., and unbelievably talented at getting his way. But a low-key killer. Yeah, absolutely. Focused on what he wants, and he gets it. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Doesn't have that look, does he? The Vader that's look? Why, no, that, that's that's all... why it's stealth. Yeah. He's lacking the, the lightsaber and everything. <laughs> <The> helmet. <laughs> I think this legislation ought to pass. <laughs> No, that's not the but way it works. But if you didn't know him, and he's <laughs> you had walked into a conference room and there's a meeting and he's sitting in the corner doesn't say anything, you'd think, what, what is that guy? Boy, now there's one guy who could not pull my liver out and make me eat it. Come on. <laughs> and then he'd do it, you know, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> anyway, back to it. President, uh, former guy, the previous president. Oh, that former guy. Yeah. A little, a little crazy. President Obama. Uh... Yeah, not quite my cup of tea, uh, but we got along well. Okay. Lindsey Graham. Uh, he's one of the funniest people you'll ever meet in your life. Like, f- funny haha like, or funny really what the f- is wrong with that guy? No, no, like really funny, Stephen. But what, can you, you explain, Lindsey Graham, how you can I say that known. about, can you explain what the hell happened to him? He's baffling to even people who voted for him. Well, Lindsey, you know, he can kind of move a little right, move a little left. He's pretty good. Uh, he's a pretty good dancer, but he really is one of the funniest people I've ever met. Lindsey Graham, great dancer. Okay. 
So wow. was wow. that wow. was that a joke or what? I thought I laughed out loud when I heard that. Sean didn't seem to think so. I thought that Lindsey Graham good dancer. Was, that was obviously calling him out as a gay man. I so. Clearly, I, I didn't read a, it that way at all. I That's thought so funny. that was hilarious. Lindsey Graham good dancer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I thought it was Colbert uh, oh. highlighting. I wanted you to describe him politically, and you describe him as, okay, good dancer. That's a dodge. Okay, next question. That's how I took it, but it's, that I could just be know. a lesson in perspective. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, how about who, who, is, who is it who, who describes, uh, who calls Lindsey Graham Lady G? Jen Psaki has yeah. called him Lady G, tweeted it. The left, for some reason, loves to call him out on on not being out. I yeah, I guess allegedly. I, I guess because that's not a cool thing to do or something. I don't know. I'll, I don't know. Uh, anyway, go on. President George uh, W. Bush. Uh, one of my dear friends. Dick, Great president. Dick Cheney. Smart, quiet, but look out! Okay, wow, <laughs> Ted Kennedy. <laughs> Uh, my old dear friend, uh, we could we could work almost anything out. Uh, he was as liberal as I was conservative, but uh, we we did a lot of great work together. Good guy, President Clinton, best politician I've ever met. President Biden, good guy, really good guy. Thirty years I've known him. Uh, there's nothing we couldn't work out. Ted Cruz. Lucifer in the flesh. <laughs> the most miserable son of a bitch I ever had to deal with. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, wow. But so. P.S. Ted Cruz. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Oh, hey, 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 easy. So I think I've had a. Uh, how often do you change your mind about big things? I think I've changed my mind. I, for a long time, thought, okay, so great, so Boehner and Ted Kennedy can get together and have drinks and work something out. That's how we've gotten almost a trillion dollars in debt, I would have said, in 1990. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that sort of thing. And I think that I've decided that that is better than what we got now, where nobody talks to anybody, nobody's allowed to talk to anybody. If Mitch McConnell and Biden became friends and worked something out, they'd both get killed by their bases, so they're not going to do it. I think we were better off. I think we were better off then. Well, yeah. I mean, isn't that life? Isn't that wisdom coming across unforeseen consequences and thinking, wow, I I didn't think that would end up like that. Turns out the other thing was about as good as human beings can do. But that's... uh, and, And... you know, there's so much, there's so much that happens in the world. It's really a shake of the dice. Um, it, we could have gone from that go along to get along bigger and bigger and bigger budgets to a very different reality that would have been better. You know, you just don't know. There might be three, four more different, like, national moods as far as Washington goes, uh, that we're going to go through before we croak it. I don't know. You're right. That was better than this. That was but it an, might not be better than you know choice C. It was an unseemly swamp where lots of money was wasted. People scratched each other's backs and did favors and wasted taxpayer money, but not as much as now. No, they did it with some restraint. They at least cared about appearances. Might be the way I look at it now. And like you said, maybe Act C, if you continue down that road, would be better. But anyway. I thought that was kind of interesting. The um, most miserable son of a bitch I've ever had to deal with. <laughs>
Um, yeah, boy. My brother also got the Moderna shot, and he got number two the other day, and he, he texted me. He said, watch out for that second shot. It's a doozy. I know everybody reacts differently to these. Some people get zero side effects. Some people get weighed low. He apparently got hit pretty hard, so mm. get my second one next week. Have you, uh, anybody out there who's actually gotten fairly sick from their second shot? Text line 415-295-KFTC. I haven't run into many. Maxine Waters is evil. She is intellectually and morally bankrupt. She is a bad person. Her existence is bad for America. That is not an advocation. I'm not advocating anything except voting her out of office, obviously. Uh, the judge in the Derek Chauvin trial blasting her yesterday. We'll bring you up to speed on all of that, plus a prediction from a learned observer about mm. what's going to happen. And I think he's right. Coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that say guilty, guilty, guilty. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. Well, we've got to stay on the street. Uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we mean business. Maxine Waters, Democrat, Los Angeles, California, traveling to Minnesota, saying, if they don't get a guilty, guilty, guilty verdict, we need to get more confrontational and get out in the streets. Is first degree even on the no. possibilities? No, it's not. It wasn't even charged. I think she mentioned no. that. Yeah, she, uh, yeah. That's that's what I was talking about yesterday. Is I wonder how many people in the streets are going to be unhappy if there's anything short of a first degree murder result, and that's not even up for debate. It's hard to even get through all the things Maxine Waters is. She's an idiot. She's a, uh, she is pro-rioting. She's pro-looting. She was, uh, uh, a mover and shaker when the monster who almost murdered, uh, Reginald Denny back in the Rodney King riots, uh, was released early so he could go out and almost immediately commit a murder. Uh, she is soft on violence. Uh, she's just, she's an awful human being. And, and her, her family's gotten very, very wealthy. While she's been serving her poor district in L.A. She's a hundred kinds of bankrupt from morally to ethically to intellectually. So I wish politicians wouldn't say those kind of things. All of them. Um, uh, one of my defenses of that part of Trump's impeachment was politicians say that sort of stuff all the time. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, whether you construe it to mean actual violence or just, we mean, when we mean fight, we mean metaphorically or whatever. But if the judge says it has an impact, well, then it has an impact. Exactly. Let's do, go to, uh, Judge Cahill of the, uh, Derek Chauvin, uh, case, who is very, very frustrated at her comments. Uh, let's see. What do, uh, da, 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 da. why don't we, uh, why don't we start with 31? Now that we have U.S. representatives uh, threatening acts of, of, uh, of violence in relation to the specific case, uh, it's, it's mind-boggling to me, Judge. Well, I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you 
something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. So, just to take a suck of that, if you really, really wanted to see Derek Chauvin uh, uh, convicted, the judge himself saying, yeah, Congresswoman Waters has given you an issue for appeal. Uh, he knows it. And judges work very hard to make sure the case is fairly adjudicated so that they can't get an appeal on a technicality and cost, you know, the taxpayers zillions of dollars more and cost everybody more time. I don't try know. Try to the, run a solid uh, 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 trial. Uh, judges try to keep their politics out of it. I don't know, I don't know the judge's politics, but he did work for uh, Klobuchar, the Democratic uh, former presidential candidate and senator from that state at some point. So I assume he's a Democrat. Yeah, yeah. And and he made a very principled argument about why what Maxine Waters did was wrong in clip 32. I'm aware of the media reports. I'm aware that Congresswoman Waters was talking specifically about this trial and about the unacceptability of uh, anything less than a murder conviction and talk about being confrontational. But you can submit the press articles about that. This goes back to what I've been saying from the beginning. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch and our function. I think if they want to give their opinions, they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution to respect a co-equal branch of government. Their failure to do so, I think, is abhorrent. If, if, if I may use a really worn-out and I'm tired of it, angle on these sorts of stories. Can you imagine if it were the reverse somehow, and Ted Cruz said exactly the same thing about if we don't get the result we want? Oh, yeah. The the nation's media would be wildly up in arms, just outraged. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's just awful. You know, and I could go through her history. We actually have a video posted at armstrongandgetty.com of Maxine Waters' district, the miles and miles of bums and junkies and and, and derelict, decayed cityscape and the rest of it, as she and her family just get filthy rich as a so-called public servant. It would be hilarious were she not having such a corrosive effect on this, this fabulous country. Uh, what's how, how much time do we have? We got a little bit. We all just have this moment, Joe. You know that's beautifully said. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we hit Tucker number forty-three? I liked his comments. This is a decades-long theme. Maxine Waters doesn't believe in the Western understanding of justice or self-government. She believes in mob violence for political ends. That's why she's been calling for it for decades. How has the Democratic Party responded to this? They've rewarded her for it. Maxine Waters is now the chairman of one of the most powerful committees in the entire Congress, the House Financial Services. Maxine Waters oversees Wall Street. That was her reward. Tonight you're hearing Republicans call for Maxine Waters to lose her chairmanship or be expelled from the Congress. Those are obviously worthy goals, but let's not lie to ourselves. That's not going to happen. Leading Democrats aren't going to punish Maxine Waters because they're not embarrassed of Maxine Waters because they agree with Maxine Waters. One more Maxine Waters note that I found uh, at least dryly amusing. She objected formally to 25 electoral votes from Florida in the 2000 election. She voted to have the election overturned. In 2004, she was one of 31 House Democrats who voted not to count the electoral votes from Ohio in the 04 election that President George W. Bush won by 118,000 votes. In 2016, she objected to three electoral votes from Wyoming, elected to overturn the results of the election. 
uh, a state Donald Trump won with 68.2% of the vote. No senator joined her objection in, I think, any of those cases, so they were dismissed. She's a crackpot Mm -hmm. and evil. Other than that, lovely gal. So uh, you said you have insight from a court watcher? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, our our, our old buddy, uh, Dave, who's been watching a tremendous amount of the trial, um, has been uh, keeping us up to date on how he thinks the prosecution did, how the defense did, et cetera, et cetera. And he, he thinks the, the prosecution really has the edge. But he is highly confident that it will be a hung jury. He can't see 12 solid votes one way or the other. It's just a little bit too murky. Um, I, I could see having served on a handful of juries, and I know how it goes. If it's 10 to 2, 11 to 1, often you can wear down that one person and say, look, look, let's go for the least of the charges, the softest of the charges. The guy's not a good guy. Let's at least slap his wrist. I could see a verdict to convict on the least of the charges, third degree manslaughter or whatever it is. Um, but other than that, I think I think he's probably right. I, I'll bet it's going to be a hung jury, and then the state's going to have to retry him. I'm sure they'll feel so much pressure, they will retry. See, so you start from scratch then? That's correct. Select wow. a new jury and get going again. I assume that would take a long time. Yes. Yeah, generally it does. And often it yields the same result. Uh-huh. I mean, you can get a different result with a different panel, but uh, often they don't. Would people riot over a hung jury? Yeah, well, those who are going to riot would riot anyway. They're rioting to riot. They're rioting to overturn the system and bring on a Marxist utopia. So, yeah, they'll riot. Well, there's something to look forward to. Uh, Plenty of other stuff to talk about. Armstrong and Getty.